to be in heaven, but as Paul said, he would rather stay, for it is better for the church that he does. Suffering, persecution, and sacrifice. Pastoral ministry is not glamorous. It is anything but glamorous. It is not about being the one in the pulpit preaching for people to see. It's not about memorizing the sermons of the reformers or being reformed. Such a glamorization will cause you to fall from that lofty height very quickly and fall from that place of fantasy faster than you can say John Owen. People often find fantastical outlets to remedy their humdrum lives, movies and games and drugs and alcohol and promiscuity and fantasies of all kinds. But in the highest calling a man may be called to, to pastor the flock of God, the foundation of that calling can never be the fantasy of glamorizing the ministry. It makes the up-and-coming minister no better than a drug addict who will crash after a few hard years, or less, of real-life ministry. The drug wears off quickly. The glamour disappears, and he finds himself standing in the midst of people with real needs and real-life pains, and he will not know what to do, because he thought ministry was simply about preaching puritanical sermons and getting that Sunday afternoon pat on the back from his parishioners for a sermon well preached. Remember that even the great men of history saw through such a facade. Jonathan Edwards, for example, was ejected from his church, and he was one of the greatest Puritan affiliates ever. That is why James is so hard on those who want to be teachers. There is a great difference between enjoying reformational theology, which every Christian can do, and being called of God truly to lead his people. James 3.1 says, Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. This is Dr. Matthew McMahon signing off. Keep checking back at a Puritan's mind. For more on the gospel, reformed and Puritan theology, and more of the wild boar, visit www.apuritansmind.com Com. For more on Reformed and Puritan theology, visit www.apuritansmind.com. Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, 
Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important. When he says that God had commanded no such thing, and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.